Hear ye, hear ye. It has been brought to the Lord Mayor's attention that a most fuggers brute has been perpetrating his most vile and sinister plans on the fair womenfolk of this county. The rascal's name is Springhill Jack, and while the orphan appears in a gentlemanly state, he is most assuredly no gentleman. This villain of ill repute is known to accost fair maidens with razor-like claws, breath that blew a sapphire in their faces, and generally relieve them of their senses. He is also taken to slapping local authorities and then dashing away whilst giggling like a girl of school age. Damn it, Flora. Stop it. This isn't an episode of Blurry Photos. You and your accent need to go home. Hey, Conspiracy Bot. The fellas asked me to join the show today, so I thought I'd help them with an intro introducing people to Spring Hill Jack. No. No to the intro? No to you being here. I find your presence disruptive to my chi plus you drink my beer when you come over. Are, are Brent and John here? Who? Fine, Seabot. I'll leave. I win. I always do. Stupid meat sack. Cue the intro. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This is hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. Here. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never terrified women by blowing fire in their face. We do it the old-fashioned way, by letting them see our work ethic and bank account. This is Hysteria 51. It works for me every time. We are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. We're your hosts and head bobbies on the case. I'm John Goforth, and this is Brent Hand. <laughs> That's right, John. You know, I, we're supposed to have a guest tonight, but he isn't here yet. Oh, he was here. I told him to go home. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the only one who intentionally makes it worse. He's the one and only conspiracy bot. You know, I built Seabot in my lab to help write, edit, and produce a show, but instead, he does crap like this. Why the hell did you tell Florida to go home? He was drinking my beer. You don't even have beer. You drink my beer, you fucking ass clown. D- don't worry, guys. I just texted him. He's, he's He was only like a block away. He's coming back. You're in luck, Seabot. If we had lost another guest... I'd, hey guys, see David. I'm here. What did I miss? Welcome. What did, what did I interrupt? You weren't even a block away. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I've got long legs. It was a. It was one of the suburban block, not a well, city block. Well, he can leap buildings. Just oh yes. a single leap. You know? He's a spring in his yeah, step. Yeah. We, uh, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thanks, thanks, th- thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be a head bobby. Yes, yeah. you are a head bobby. <laughs> Instead um, of using his head to bob, we've always yeah. said that about you. That's true. Uh, tonight, nation, we are joined by I'm going to call him the master of mayhem, David Flora. That he was is, his name in WCW. It was That's right. 240 <laughs> pounds of twisted steel and sex, sex appeal. appeal. <laughs> He's the host of the great enigmatic podcast, Blurry <laughs> Photos. Um, I don't know if you're actually known as the master of mayhem, but I'm going with it. Uh, right. The Count of Montefisto, the the King of Sting, <laughs> the uh, the Earl of Pork. I don't even know. 
Wow. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. It's been uh, it's been a while. It's been a minute, but that's okay. You yeah. guys have had a, a lot of a lot of cha 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 changes. Yeah. But not really. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 on a network now and um not the good changes. Like we're good replacing changes would be like getting rid of Oh, he just took my thunder. <laughs> oh, that's that's parallel thinking. Yeah, that is parallel. You, you guys are more on the same page now. That's yeah. good. That's Turns good. out we're, we're sticking with this for a while. Uh, uh, and we both could agree that getting rid of Seabot would probably be the best idea. He won't leave. I'm the only talent on this bitch. He is a staple, so I guess we, we will keep him around for No, a he's while. held together with staples. That's what it was. That's what you meant. Don't forget the duct tape. No, we can't forget. No, that's true. No. That's very true. So we actually, we, we called David to come in because this is one of his favorite stories, or at, least, at least he says that. I don't we, know. we picked up the blurry photos hotline. Yeah, Brent has yeah. actually has a purple phone uh, here in the studio that is mm-hmm. the a direct line to I David. Only it's got two buttons: that and then one nine hundred mix a lot. So <laughs> to I can kick them, them nasty, nasty thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> David got back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Mister Flora, um, how have things been going over in the world of blurry photos? Oh, blurry photos have been going great. Um, I, I've been really kind of deep diving into uh, the research on a lot of topics lately. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun because um, not What's only like research, you know what? <laughs> it takes a lot of time. <laughs> uh, unlike this show, David actually reads past the first page of Google. <laughs> nah. Man, I, I promise you we do. We even now put our uh, if you go to our show notes on our Web page in some places, you can even see I've started putting in a references to, to everywhere we go from, it, which is really weird because you said before that research was a sign of weakness. Well, I, I did say that I was <laughs> I was just seeing how you'd react. <laughs> we, Chest thumping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we try to reinforce everything with you with negative reinforcement. It's you know, that's true. If you go back and listen to like the to last it. 130 episodes of this program, you will know that Brent believes in negative reinforcement. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the pot calling the kettle there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we are this week talking about Spring Hill Jack. And I tell you. It seems to be a demon afoot with this one. That's that's kind of what the, everyone has to say about wow. it. It's a crazy or one. or or spring-loaded legs like uh oh like you know some, Man. Ste- some steampunk shit going on yeah well, i was just gonna say too you google this guy and you look up at the photos half of them are just like steampunk mm-hmm. cosplay looking you know everyone's dream of what they could wear to comic-con because as we all know they had the perfect technology to create legs that would allow you to bound nine foot walls all you need is a couple dials and a, some, a tube yeah. cogs yeah, cogs, cogs are big yeah and something that will spit steam out obviously now where that combustion comes from no one's sure but it will it will it'll work the centribulometer that's it's a valid point centribulometer. Um, all right fellas before we dive into spring jack a lot of people say it's an urban legend which I think begs the question, what is your favorite urban legend? Easy. We already covered it. I love it. Polybius. Oh, mm, yeah. 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 yeah that, for me, sorry to jump in, but I, that was one that I pushed for to do. You know, I just love the idea of the video game that kills, you yeah. know, and even though it's kind of been put to bed, people go, no, I don't want to believe that. And I, I'm still going to keep, re, you know, believing it and spreading the, the stories, which is what makes it good. I mean, I thought Poly- I thought you said Polybius was 100 percent fact. It was, and it was playing inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> and if you went to the coin door, the hook was hanging from, from the, the coin door. door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you play it on Lover's Lane. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> David, I always liked that story of the headlights, where somebody's uh, ah, the, yeah, the girls driving home, and uh, 
and somebody keeps flashing their high beams behind her and and she just gets more and more annoyed and finally she like she's scared she gets home she thinks somebody is in the car gonna jump out and get her uh and she jumps out of her car and runs inside and calls the police and turns out there was a homicidal maniac in the back seat and the person flashing the lights in their car behind them was saving her from from him like, luckily he'd her. held up a sign that said i'm a homicidal maniac <laughs> yeah so the people behind him went mm. i know when i'm driving at night i always watch people's back seats in front of me for there's people someone in the back seat i better hide doesn't that, them. doesn't that beg the question for all, a lot of these stories when it's like you know a, a single woman was walking home alone one evening when this 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 and happened and she wound up dead well, how do we know everything that happened if she was walking by herself <laughs> and well, she's dead? Luckily, she was recording the entire oh, thing. <laughs> okay. GoPro, I, man. They're, they're small now. <laughs> they are. It's a good point. <laughs> I think my favorite is probably like the old standby. You know, you're out having a good time. Somebody slips something in your drink. You wake up in a Motel 6. That's your, oh, oh, I was like, that's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my Tuesday. Call uh, a doctor uh, written in you, your own blood. You you wake up in a Motel 6 in a, in a bathtub full of ice and your kidney's missing. Mm. Like, that's a that's a fun one. I have a question. If they're going to take your kidneys, why don't you just take both kidneys, number one? And then number two, why do they bother putting you in ice? Why not just let you die? Well, I mean. Well, it's homicide. It's it's not just instead of organ theft. Yeah, <laughs> it's a difference of like ten to twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> They're concerned organ traders. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they on the up and up. Well, it's like you know they they say that the way that your meat is harvested can actually <laughs> lead to good or bad taste. Like if the pig is scared before it's slaughtered, your bacon tastes worse. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so maybe the kidney works better if you know you leave. It's like it's humanely raised, which is weird because. The- <laughs> <laughs> the reptilians want you terrified because the adrenochrome tastes better. Well, that's true. I don't think. It. Also, uh, steampunk stuff runs on adrenochrome. That's true. That's true. It all comes, it all comes together. Um, and Brent, the other one that I really like is the one that you sort of referenced. You said it's inside the house. I mean, that is <laughs> on its face. The first time any of us, like when we were younger, read or saw a version of that story, the it's the the classic. The, the classic. Somebody's at home. Uh, they keep getting these these creepy calls. They eventually call the cops, and the cops say, "Ma'am, we just we just traced the uh, or sir, whoever it is, we we just traced the call." It's coming from inside the house. Dun, dun, dun. And when I was a kid, I tried to do that all the time. And you get this weird callback. Like, it called. You'd hear echo and stuff. It's really hard to call from inside your own house. Well, obviously. <laughs> Sadly, I tried. Obviously, you're not a murderer who likes to hide in attics. No. You no. hide in basements. Or crawl spaces. <laughs> you know? Or just or just stand in a corner with a lampshade over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I can see That's that That's a really happening. realistic <laughs> looking lamp. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Click. <laughs> that's a that's our Amazon Echo. Yeah, <laughs> you, you talk about these urban legends, and that kind of sums up England in the 1800s. It was really full of urban legends. Everything was ghosts. There was all these famous ghosts at that time, and Springhill Jack is one of the ones that really stands out. Now, whether he was a ghost or an urban legend depends on the person you're talking to at that time. This story, though, my lord, like. It goes from the 1800s until now. Like, there's still every once in a while, and in America, people talk about Spring Hill Jack. So, obviously, the most interesting thing about him is not that he can jump over things that are nine feet tall. The most interesting thing about him is that he's the eternal man. Yeah, right. Well, (laughs) from England to the gross state of Kentucky that's never produced anything worth a shit, this dude has made the rounds all over. I feel like a shot was fired there. 
What? I mean, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Some th- they got a they got basketball teams. So I <laughs> uh, I, I, I save. <laughs> was that was that a shot of Flora? Uh, why he's he's he lives in Chicago. I don't I don't know. What you're hey, talking hey about. David, where are you from? Uh, I'm from the gross state of Kentucky, <laughs> <laughs> where nothing good was ever produced. Uh, uh, that was that was a joke. Oh, Kentucky and, fans! And for the record, amazing things are produced there, and they are called various styles and types of Kentucky bourbon. That is, true, I imbibe yeah. them on a weekly basis. <laughs> Did you say buy or imbibe? Imbibe. Okay, I just didn't know. No, I don't buy. Don't buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to call you out, but then yeah. I was just drinking uh, some Elijah Craig the other oh, night. I hadn't had that for a while. That's my favorite. It's like caramel. It's great. Yeah, it really is. And you can get a uh, you can get a bottle of it at uh, Costco. I've been doing doing a lot of my alcohol purchasing at Costco. Yeah, for like thirty five bucks. Which really is cheap for that. And, and Costco, you can buy lots of stuff by like the gallons. Man, some of their <laughs> bottles are gigantic. The, the interesting thing, what they do at Costco, they use some of the lower tier alcohols. I don't mean bad. I just mean like not the fifty seventy five dollar a bottle stuff. Yeah. Um, the nitrates. You get the big bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. So you get a maker's mark that's the size of, mm. you know, a, a Your medium-sized dog. Um, <laughs> but, like, some, for some of the nicers, like, the it was Elijah Craig 10-year or something like that, they sell the regular 750s just at a reduced price. Nice. Nice, yeah. I want some now. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into all the things that he's allegedly done, the whole story, let's start by trying to describe and define... What he or it or whatever you want to call it really was. Paint me a picture, John. What 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 is this guy about? Other than scary, because duh, that's John, kind of the story. John, tell us a story. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, kids. Put your feet by the fire. Uncle John's getting ready to tell you a story. I don't know why I'm doing this voice. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, no. I, I said kids. Kids, kids where are you yeah, going? Wait, wait, where are you headed, buddy? All right, so... uh. When I think of Spring-Heeled Jack, I mean, there are, like, so many different accounts of him looking different, but there are enough accounts that, like, the picture that pops up in my mind, I think of, like, the classic archetype villain, uh, <laughs> plus a little bit of extra. Like, um, have you ever seen Meet the Robinsons, the, the movie? Uh, there's, a, there's a bad guy named Bowler Hat Guy. Think of him, <laughs> which is it, it, maybe a, a more modern version of uh, Snidely Whiplash yes! from uh, yeah. Dudley Do-Right. With- <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dog, you know, <laughs> But uh, but he has more than a hat or a cloak just to make him bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me run through a few things. He has clawed hands, but, but specifically, there's sharp metallic claws at the end of his fingertips. Yeah, no, some people said they were attached. Some people say they were his actual fingertips, but right. they all said they were metallic. But think less Wolverine and more Sabretooth, right? Or, or like Lady, the... Lady Deathstrike. You know, she had the claws. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, I guess but... not the metal part. Yeah, yeah, I just meant like they're on the tip yes, versus exactly. extending exactly. from the hand. He also had uh, eyes that were red. Oh, so he's albino is what you're getting. No, at. no, no. They, they, oh. They, oh, so he was drunk is what Yes. <laughs> they burned like balls of fire, a la the Mothman. Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. So what we say he has a cloak, what I'm saying is that his wings are actually under the cloak and he is the Mothman. That makes sense. That's how he would get he over was those. tuning up. He was yeah. Getting, he hadn't yeah. figured out what he really wanted to do with his life yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's only 1800s. Split cryptid disorder? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some say that not only does he have a black cloak, but that he has a helmet. And under that cloak, he has a white garment like an oil skin. And I didn't know what an oil skin was, so I looked it up. And uh, it's kind of like the 1800s version of a raincoat. It's mm-hmm. it's like a slick. 
a slicker. Uh, yeah, in tight fitting. So just imagine somebody working on a wharf, kind of like uh, the character you heard in the intro. Right. Um, the kind of whatever they would wear to kind of keep the water from permeating their uh, their garb. Mm-hmm. That's that's what an oil skin was back in the day. Also, some say that he has a devil like aspect. Think Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so horns, tail. The yeah, that tail. goes with like the the pointy features, the angular stuff. The oh uh, yeah, horns or whatever they. Mm-hmm. Said they were that were going on, yeah. But then others don't point so much to the devil or demon like aspects. They point back to what I was when I said snid- snidely whiplash the the appearance of a British gentleman. Well, or or the fucking Slender Man, kind of. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. You know? Yeah, like the tall. I'm I'm in a suit and I'm really tall and gangly. But and, you know, doesn't that go back? I, I'm not saying it's not real, but doesn't that go back to? I mean, literally, that look is the archetype villain. Yeah. So it's like, yes, you, indubitably. you yeah. see that pop up in a lot of places. I'm going to claw you with my hands and then tie you to a railroad track. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did forget one thing. He can breathe out blue and white flame from his mouth or have it emanate from his chest, depending on who you ask. Well, he had an emergency tracheotomy. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> that's why there's a difference. If he doesn't plug it, it comes out of his well, mouth. If he lets it, you know. No, it's he's like he's more like Tony Stark. Instead of having the fusion oh, chest, he's yeah. got like a fusion that's esophagus. That's an arc reactor. Come on now. Or, or, uh, yeah, arc reactor. <laughs> sorry. Uh, it, but it's an arc reactor esophagus. So oh, it can come out you. of either side. I got you. Um, <laughs> he got it well in Nam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's coming right for us. <laughs> Most importantly, and most dubious and certainly most scary he speaks with a british accent oh my god kill it with fire oh wait it has its own fire Ah! (laughs) oh no it is fire we have an unreasonable amount of british listeners brent very active british listeners in the uh in our hysteria nation so that's the perfect thing that you just dropped in there i work in the i work in the podcast industry and most shows like i don't know 10 percent. most american shows i should say like 10 percent of their listenership might be british or or even just internet not british international to begin with Mm -hmm. i think like 15 20 percent of our listenership is british not international just british yeah yeah, so I know on Charter, we always chart over there. So, so whenever cool. we're, we're talking shit, uh, you know, we're, we're alienating a good fifth of our audience. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stupid colonies. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many. We were talking earlier. You know, I said it looks like steampunk. Google this guy. You know, while you're listening to this and you're going to see so many from from a. 1800s wannabe Batman <laughs> to a yeah. goblin to just the devil dressed nice to the Slender Man to a leprechaun with springs on his heels. I mean, there are so many funny photos. I'm the leprechaun. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> Spring Hill Jack. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so it is worth looking at because the leprechaun, the leprechaun. There you go. We what we have not talked about is was his name really John? I mean, a lot of times people's name is Back John, then, and Jack yeah. is their nickname. What are you getting at, John? Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Not, I, I wouldn't go in anywhere with just that. Just a thought. Just, just a, thought. a thought. Moving on. <laughs> were you going to send us to break? I think you were going to send us to I break. I wish I had nails. I'd start tapping them <laughs> right now, just so they'd sound like the metal on your fingers, but you won't do it. All right, yeah, so let's head to break real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk about him springing into action, oh. <laughs> oh, and what he did up next on Hysteria 51. <laughs> More, more accent, I think, from David in the next part. We need, uh, oh, and your British accent, too. Oh, <laughs> Hola, David, me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Mm, je m'appelle David. 
You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% oh. off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill 
to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Boing. Boing. Yeah, we're just going to put that softly throughout the entire episode. Boing. 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 I mean, you are getting good with your soundscape, yeah, and I enjoyed the, the beginning of the show. There you go. Oh, so, man, we told you what he looked like, or at least, you know, allegedly. Now we're going to tell you kind yes. of what he did. He was an active bastard. This that's guy right. was and what, active, what he, and he What traveled. you mean by that is he had a rough childhood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first account comes from London in 1837, and the last reported sighting- was a silly place. <laughs> is believed to have been made in Liverpool in 1904. Now, that is in England. There was a lot of other sightings around the world and a lot in America, but those are the big ones in England. And- to be clear, these are these are the attributed to the him or to yeah. the, the, the 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 legend that is right. him. I, I think a lot of people that might believe that Spring Hill Jack was a real thing might wonder about the tie from the early 1900s Spring Hill Jack yeah. to the to the earlier accounts, the more right. the more verified. He only accounts. jumped over a shrub. And he went. Ugh! In 1904, slowly straddled it and then kind of threw his leg over. Oh, oh that's gonna hurt in the morning. <laughs> like hobble hill Jack. <laughs> he more puked fire onto himself. <laughs> so the story goes: in October of 1837, a girl by the name of Mary Stevens was walking. And on her way, a strange figure leapt from inside of a dark alley, as strange figures are one to do. <laughs> and he immobilized her with his arms, and he started to kiss her face while ripping her clothes and touching her with his claws. Quick question, because I am not up on British customs. Was that normal in England in the 1800s? You know what? I think we're going to have to parking lot that. I'm not sure if that's... I, I mean, it's a different culture and customs It's just how they there. said hello, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So she said she felt that he was cold and clammy like a corpse, which I don't know how many corpses I've touched, but, you know, I guess that's a thing back in the day. Hmm. People just died all the time. So you're like, oh, he felt, he felt like Paul. Oh, I had to kick one out of the way on the way this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, like, with, with this one... Um, Obviously, we're talking about uh, London, uh, mm -hmm. early 1800s and everything, but London at the time, very concentrated. London isn't the London that you think of now right. or even there later. Was, and, and, and you might think of uh, like New York in, in Revolutionary War, you know, in mm -hmm. the Revolution. There's a lot of farmland around it. There there are kind of like satellite towns mm -hmm. that are around it before it all kind of grows into London as we know it. It yeah. all just sort of eats everything up around Big it. Big Ben was just known as Ben. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so, so this is happening in one of those uh, areas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> She panics as one's to do when you know someone immobilizes you and starts incorporating. Yeah. yeah, she screams <laughs> every time it happens to me. I panic. She screams and he's like, "Oh shit!" and runs away as <laughs> corpses are running. run away, yeah. run away. <laughs> oh, this one's alive! Oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> I am but a humble corpse. I thought you might be as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry. Silly me, tally ho! Yeah. <laughs> So the commotion uh, brings in all these people. They, they come, they 
they see that she's been attacked and everyone goes looking for him and they can't find him. There's no, there's no sign of this guy. Then the next day, this leaping prick chose a different victim <laughs> near Mary Stevens' home uh, in a way that would become more of his MO of how he did some things. He jumped in the way of a passing carriage, causing the coachman to lose control, crash, and severely injure himself. And several eyewitnesses claim that he escaped by jumping over a nine-foot wall while babbling in a high-pitched, ringing laughter. <laughs> <laughs> we actually uh we actually have a quote of what he said when he jumped in front of the carriage let me read it here nanny nanny boo boo stick your head in doo doo that's true that's, yeah it's loosely translated <laughs> loosely translated from english yes <laughs> well the well the queen's, queen's english, english. <laughs> <laughs> So this story spreads. People pick it up. Uh, the press and the public give him the name Spring Hill Jack, and it becomes stuff of legend. And he keeps messing with people. He's not straight up raping. He is doing horrible things. But a lot of it is like jumping in front of people, scaring people, messing with people. There's a fair bit of groping, too. That is, there is. There yeah. is. I'm saying. But it, it it's, it's all over the On place. On the scale of bad things the bad people do whilst jumping from darkened areas and alleyways. He's not so bad. He hasn't killed anybody. He's not the worst Jack that England knew back in the day. Ah, too true. I listened to the episode that you did on blurry photos on this years ago. And you, you almost made an out. You said that like, there was like three versions of spring Hill Jack. Yeah. You said there was father, son and Holy. I know. No, I don't think that's, that's not it. No, no. no. I listened to the wrong episode. (laughs) (laughs) The first, uh, the first being the accoster, the, the Mm -hmm. female really interested in females generally involving their chest area, uh, and driving them from their quote senses. Yeah. The second being the, 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 the carriage ruiner. The horse spooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, booga, then, booga. and then one that we haven't gotten to yet, but we will. My favorite. <laughs> the the uh the sentry slash bobby slapper. Any one yeah. of uh, any one of uh, of some sort oh! of authority. Yeah, just, just he pops out. out of nowhere, yeah. slaps him five or six times, and then pops back into the shadows. <laughs> he punched me in the face. That was Jack, it was. If I was doing an Asian accent, it'd be racist and horrible but if we do an english accent it's just acceptable well i mean we not just acceptable fucking hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it's they're like our cousins i mean you're allowed to make fun of family Mm -hmm. i mean in the 1830s if we were doing boston we'd do the same accent because americans still had british accents (laughs) that's right they you know we we lost them because we play with bald eagles so often it's it's true they took them away and shoot off machine guns (laughs) um apple pies took it right (laughs) drive chevys um (laughs) so so two things there one how do you let someone slap you six times without like i don't know blocking it (laughs) (laughs) well he's superhuman believe it my gosh you slapped me six times i better block the set Oh, there was the seven. <laughs> He's like, oh, I just got star again. Who would have the got wrong? I can't believe this. Oh, continues to happen. Four or five more times, and I'm going to get pissed. Yeah. So, uh, just could you, David, expand on that a little bit? The the different 
versions of Spring Hill Jack. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, there was there's the the gropey, gross, uh, old manish. <laughs> Sadly, type. the worst, the worst know? one of of the three. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the worst one because you know he's he's doing this to defenseless women. I, I mean, in one case, one poor girl just completely drops and starts having a seizure or something. Yeah. I mean, according to the story, it was like she 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 broke down in fits, right? And um um which back then actually just meant that she screamed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she probably just could couldn't even. Sadly, she was committed to a home <laughs> a for the rest of her life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then then you get the uh the one which was it was all I mean almost equally as bad in the sense that the second version where he scared the co- coaches actually hurt people. Hurt people, right. people and were damaged injured. property. Damaged yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, and who knows? It probably killed horses. Who knows? They they, mm. they didn't care about that back then. <laughs> but anyway. Meat! Yeah. We got some meat, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they just left them in the street anyway, you know, yeah. when they died. So. <laughs> Speed bump. Um, it was a sanitary time as well. So th- so that one was uh, that one's interesting, and you got to wonder also, like, did this happen as he was like getting making his getaway? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, was like, was did that one a lead to another, or was he just like on my off days? Yeah. I like to... yeah. Well, it's a Tuesday. It's time to scare some horses. <laughs> um, and then then you get this authority slapper, uh, which is great because not only would he he go up to policemen, uh, and and do this hilarious thing. I don't know. This was what makes me love him. But he would go up to at one point. There's there's one story where he goes to a um like a a a century uh, mm-hmm. of yeah a, a, like an army barracks mm-hmm. and and goes up and slaps a like a captain or something and then takes off and then just like what <laughs> you'll never catch me on the Springfield man he had to wear the lampshade at the Christmas party that year that's right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's pretty interesting that and when you know when you put it all together these three like these three different mo's for him could certainly fall under the same person or or entity but when you start seeing the different stories that have been attributed to him yeah. that we'll get into it it kind of it starts looking like maybe either this was uh several people doing it or several entities like kind of under the umbrella under the umbrella yeah yeah they, yeah when when something at the time when there's not a lot of real great records kept and things like that yeah. you hear things you go that must have been this guy or that guy and, and it's easy to attribute things captain tell us again about the time you got slapped by the prancing jack all right all right enough of that <laughs> 20 push-ups for bringing it up there son <laughs> british push-ups so just don't do them yeah, british push-ups so just kneel for a bit <laughs> think about what you've done <laughs> oh, you don't test me or I'll withhold your tea. <laughs> oh, so this all starts going on, and he does get official recognition uh, as these things are going on. <laughs> the mayor invites him. He gets a sash. Oh, sorry. Here's the key. <laughs> so a few months after the first sightings, it's actually uh, the 9th of January, 1838, the Lord Mayor of London, a guy named Sir John Cowan, revealed at a public session held in the mansion house an anonymous complaint that he had received several days earlier, which he had not told anyone. He had hoped of obtaining further information. Uh, The correspondent who signed the letter, a resident of Peckham, wrote, and here's what it wrote. (laughs) Joe Peckham? It it appears that some individuals of, as the writer believes, the highest ranks of life, had laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy 
foolhardy I, I believe companion. it'd be mischievous back then. Mischievous and foolhardy companion <laughs> that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil. And Walk more- into a bar. <laughs> and moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's gardens for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and <laughs> you know, the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses. No. Two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens to their families. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he made vegetables out of people. That's right. Oh. At one house, the man rang the bell, and on the servant coming to the door, this worse than brute stood in no less <laughs> dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. I love it. The consequences was that the poor girl immediately swooned and was never from that moment been in her senses. People Ooh. fell out of their senses so frequently back then. The affair has now been going on for some time, and strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole story at their finger ends, but finger ends. through interested motives are induced to remain silent. So here's the thing. Do you think that getting the prose right for a letter back then uh, was more important <laughs> than the accuracy of said letter? Man. <laughs> so the thing is, the I mayor gets this letter and he's like, well, this has got to be BS, but here's the problem. People start coming forward that he respects and knows. He goes, yeah, this is actually going on. So he's like, shit, maybe there really is something. This, this- I thought I saw a bear in town the other night. <laughs> Dressed really nicely. <laughs> and wearing a cloak. So that's kind of when the mayor of London starts taking note. He can't dismiss it because people that he puts a little bit of faith in are saying, yeah, something's going on. I love, though, that he he brings up this, like, oh, it's it's a, I've been told it's a wager that someone's doing, right? Like, yeah, like he's, he's I, like, uh, I don't know. And I love that the wager is also, has, has one stipulation, gentlemen, one stipulation, you shall not enter another man's garden. <laughs> <laughs> Slap and tickle all the women you like. Stay out of the garden. Oh, no. I mean. I mean, we're brutes. We're not fiends. Yes, sir. (laughs) Worse than brutes. We are worse than brutes. Not quite fiends. So there are most perfectly. There are tons (laughs) of stories, and some are more famous than others. Attacks on two teenagers, actually, Lucy Scales and Jane Alsop, are probably the most notorious. These are the ones that people talked about. The Alsop report was widely covered by the newspapers including a piece in the times and press coverage of these two attacks helped to raise the, the times it was a, a british right. newspaper back then yeah. not not like the new york like, times. not the new york time i thought uh, it was pronounced the tims, the tims. oh <laughs> cheeky uh, but they did raise the profile of jack and just like every killer or rapist devil ghost leaper like they get famous just like jack Infamous. the ripper and yeah exactly so the alsop case Jane Alsop said that on the night of February 19th, 1838, she answered the door of her father's house to a man claiming to be the police who told her to bring a light. A Bobby. Claiming, we have caught Spring Hill Jack here in the lane. So she brought a candle and noticed that he wore this large cloak. She hands the candle to the dude and he throws the cloak off and presented a most hideous and frightful appearance. I love how dramatic it is, too. Ha ha, fooled you! (laughs) (laughs) And here it is. Here it comes. He vomited blue and white flame from his mouth while his eyes resembled the red balls of of fire. Fuck yes. (laughs) Also said 
that uh, he wore a large helmet and then his clothing appeared to be very tight fitting, resembled what you said, white oil skin. Without saying a word, he caught hold of her and began tearing her gown. How large was the helmet? (laughs) I mean, is this like Darth Vader? I I venture to guess it was just slicked back hair. There you you go. So he grabs her, tears her gown, claws, which she said certain were of metallic substance. And she screamed for help and managed to get away from him and ran towards her house. He caught her on the steps and tore her neck and arms, like actually scratched her with the claws. But one of her sisters ran out, and he got spooked because <laughs> everyone knows a demon can't take two women in a fight. So he oh, runs true. away. It's in the that, Bible. That's yeah. been proven. Yeah. Yeah. Two it's women? The... I'm got deuces. I like that his MO changed because now he's bringing that shit door to door. Yeah. Mail call. <laughs> Spring Hill Jack. <laughs> It's like the old son of candy gram. Yeah, candy gram. Can, can I interest you in a uh, booby touch? <laughs> so eight days after the attack and also on the 28th of February, 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister returning home. They'd been visiting their brother, a butcher. Scales stated in her deposition to the police that she and her sister were passing along Green Dragon Alley. Robot. Dragon Alley, that Green Dragon Ale. Oh, and and not like the Green Fairy. Like there, there was no absinthe. Mm-mm. Just go back to sleep, Seabot. I'm chasing it myself. <laughs> this is actually where Tolkien uh, got a lot of his ideas. Right. Uh, they observed a person standing in said alley at an angle of the passage. They couldn't really see him. And she was walking in front of her sister at the time. And just as she came to the person who was wearing a large cloak, he spurted, quote, a quantity of blue flame in her face. <laughs> a quantity. Mm. Like, uh, was this a, a quart? Uh, a maybe bushel a or a pack? Yeah. Uh, a hogshead of flame. How many milliliters? <laughs> <laughs> it deprived her of her sight, she said. And she was so alarmed that she instantly dropped to the this ground the girl, and yeah. was seized with violent fits, which continued for several hours. And so someone <laughs> essentially jumps out of the shadows, goes boo, and throws some flame up in the air, and she just collapsed into convulsions for Pockets hours. Hand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a flame. It sounds like she she dropped and then sort of convulsed all the way home, like like one of those uh, robotic little robot toys for dogs. They're just like, or just made her way home. Or was it less flame and more of an energy ball, like Hadouken? Yeah. <laughs> and she was just stunned, like star- boom. Yeah, stars are going around her head. She's just going Tiger back uppercut. and forth. Tiger uppercut. <laughs> So her brother, who she'd been visiting, like I said, uh, he hears loud screams and he thinks that might be one of my sisters. They just left. (laughs) So he takes off running and he found his sister on the ground in a fit and as the other sister is attempting to hold and support her. I know that panicked scream anyway. (laughs) She was taken home and then learned from the other sister what had happened. So she, the other sister, retold the story. She described Lucy's assailant as being tall and thin and gentlemanly appearing and covered in a large cloak and carrying a small lamp or bullseye lantern, similar to those used by the police. Mm, the individual job. Did not the, the, other, job. the other sister's like, yeah, he looked gentlemanly. So afterwards, uh, we decided to go on a date next Thursday. Yeah, and- I wouldn't worry about him. <laughs> Blue white flames can't melt steel beams. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't speak or tried to lay hands on them, but instead walked away. Just, I'm out of here. Police investigated, and several persons were actually questioned, but they were all set free, and no one was arrested in this case. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, mm. This is one thing I remember from, from my episode. It's like, 
he's like, blah, 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 and she's like, uh, uh, blah, 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 and he's like, I, uh, ooh. This what? is not what okay. I expected. Okay, sorry. Uh, get, all right, bye. Yeah, and just like <laughs> those are brother. Then he goes around the corner, and takes a cloak off. Shit. <laughs> are you guys okay? I heard screams. <laughs> I just recognized the scream from three blocks away. That's why I'm here right now. Impractical Jokers got off to a really rocky start back in the 1800s. <laughs> but these these happen. They get covered by the media, and boom, he's got fame everywhere they're writing about him in penny dreadfuls plays are poorly written and performed about him (laughs) uh reports spread but become less frequent as time keeps going by by 1843 though another wave of sightings swept the country again he you know he'd had his fill or he got a little spooked from these ladies Uh, I'm scaring him senseless, so he took a little he break. Laid, laid low for a while. Yeah. There's or a... the Penny Dreadfuls coming out was like, man, the sales are tanking. We need to drum up some business. <laughs> right. let's, let's start a new way. It's yeah. like the, the clown sightings before it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there was a report from Northamptonshire. This whole thing was a guerrilla marketing It was, campaign. yes. <laughs> way ahead of their time. Yeah. This Northamptonshire sighting, they described him as a very image of the devil himself with horns and eyes of flame. In East Anglia, reports of attacks on drivers of mail coaches became common. That's where we are all constantly. They're driving the mail. Oh, shit. You know, and they crash. And he's like, watch as I spring in front of you. And the thing that we we aren't talking about is some people, they call him spring Jack for a reason. Some people say he only hops like a kangaroo. Yeah. Some people say that he takes long strides. He has elongated legs and he can jump over buildings and bushes. In a single bound. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything he does, though, in one way or another, he's leaping or doing things that are beyond human capabilities. Yeah, even say. getting shot at and, and nothing happening. Yeah, him. yeah, nothing yeah, there was one report um, Bullets, my of someone weakness. literally shooting him in the middle of the chest and it having no effect. I don't know what you do with that, but that's what they say. Yeah, you can't shoot Iron Man in, in the, the core there. I mean, that doesn't do anything. It that's just bounces it, all. It just, boom. So then in July of 1847, a quote-unquote spring Jack investigation finally, finally took place. <laughs> yes. In Tainmouth, Devon. Uh, Tainmouth is a large seaside town slash kind of like fishing port uh, in the English county of Devon, situated on the north bank of the estuary mouth of the River Tain, about 12 miles south of Exeter. I think Everybody it's got Tain. That? Is that how you, you say see, it? Yeah. You see it on your map? All right. You, you painted a picture. Well, I mean, everyone knows where Exeter is. So, <laughs> so the, the investigation led to uh, a guy by the name of Captain Finch being convicted of two charges of assault against women during which he is said to have been, quote, disguised in a skin coat which had the appearance of a bullock's hide skull cap horns and mask so two things i take away from that one i'm shocked that you could actually be charged with assault of a woman i thought back then they almost like pad you on the back for that we didn't pay (laughs) um taxes on it (laughs) right right uh second a skin coat. I could take that in a few different directions. Right. right. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. It does what it's sold. <laughs> she a great big fat person. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Instead of Buffalo you Bill, are, it's like Berkshire Bill. Berkshire Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Sebastian. I don't know why I was trying to think of a, a British name. <laughs> Sebastian. That's what you landed on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's where I went. That's why I was laughing. I'm like, that's not. Yep. Keep going. Buffalo <laughs> Nigel. Yeah. How about Charles? Name one Charles. That's British. <laughs> well, 
The sightings, though, they got this guy. They didn't stop from there. The last sighting, big, big sightings in England kind of were in the 1870s. Springfield Jack was reported again in several places distant from one another. Uh, November 72, the News of the World reported that Peckham was in a state of commotion owing that to uh, what was known as the Peckham ghost. I want to know. Alarming in appearance. Sorry. I want to know if the news of the world in 1872 (laughs) England is the (laughs) same (laughs) publication (laughs) as uh, weekly news. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We Uh, just call it the paper. (laughs) (laughs) Long uh, may may its soul rest in peace. World Weekly News no longer being published. So (laughs) bad boy spotted in Herefordshire. Yeah. (laughs) So the editorial pointed out that it was none other than. Spring Hill Jack, who terrified a past generation, because a lot of time had gone by. Spring- Guess who's back? Yeah, back like, again. Similar stories Spring were published in the Illustrated, <laughs> the Illustrated Police News, and in April and May of '73, there were numerous sightings. Uh, the the Park Ghost of Sheffield, which local call it, came to say, "Well, that's just Spring Hill Jack." I mean, they even have given yeah. these things other names, but they're like, "Yeah, you know what." We're going to go back retroactively and just say that that was Spring Hill Jack. Yeah. Right. By 1904, the reports of the appearances, they had kind of stopped. He'd pop up here and there, but not like before. That's a horrible pun. Pop up. I like it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's kind of of it. Or is it? Because a lot Ooh. of people say it came to an end there because he just hopped across the pond. Oh. Now, there's a pun for you. We're going to get back to what he might have been doing in America when we come back on more Hysteria 51. Time to go swimming, boys. Done during the break. I think it's appropriate. We're coming to America. We're leaping to America. <laughs> you can see Today. why. So why I obviously have a recording contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, and Springfield Jack <laughs> work at a McDougal's or McDowell's. McDougal's. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> we have the big mick yeah so man they're making, they're making a sequel to coming to america yeah. look i'm getting the fuck out of here <laughs> john tell us about his exploits that might have happened here in good old usa well obviously no, no, he no, was no, doing in a u.s accent <laughs> obviously hey, oh, i would like well, to put pr- that on my credit card <laughs> <laughs> thank you well pilgrim <laughs> Obviously, he was a bit tired from his exploits uh, in the UK, so he took off about 60 years. Uh, the earliest suggestion that old Springheel Jack had uh, had come to America was in 1961. That's when they started talking about it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're saying, hey, I think he's over here. Hey. Uh, the theory was presented in an article on Springheel Jack by one Jay Viner. And it was published in Flying Saucer Review and also in Fate Magazine, which we've Fate certainly we like. Yeah, love the yeah, covers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lacking sources or references, it did <laughs> offer. Yeah, I know it's shocking. I know, I know. Uh, it did offer a small collection of cases out of which popped three, uh, you know, alleged Spring Hill Jack sightings in America. Yeah. Now this was '61 when they put them together. They it all happened pre '61. Some yeah, some si- of the cases 60. over here are attributed. So then 1885. There's a 
fire spitting ghost of Long Island, <laughs> as you have. A was Spectre, also- perfectly clad, though. <laughs> After a rest of five years, a Spectre with a tongue of fire has reappeared <laughs> on the old Cineville race course just south of Woodhaven. And men and women congregate every night to witness the strange sight. And his, hear his mixtape. <laughs> literally spitting fire. His ghost oh. ship appears promptly at a quarter to 10 o'clock and departs at 12 minutes after 11. Wait, There's, wait, wait. Okay. Is it, is it his ship that he's on or is it his ghost ship? Oh. His lordly ghost ship. Oh. Right? Oh. <laughs> I, I literally. Yeah, it's one word. It's ghost ship. So you're right. It's his, go, his, his ghost ship. His it's a title. <laughs> his visage. Can't please. Please on 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 my tombstone, now, you guys. When I die, will you please go go in, sneak in one night, and chisel ship. that? His, yes, his ghost ship, David. His ghost now, ship. there's a problem here. There's a big dispute in this one. They dispute whether the ghost wears a robe of white or a garment more the color of sheep's wool. Oh no! Yeah. So God, it's, Larry, it's mauve. Okay. <laughs> Is this is this mother of pearl or dove's wing? I can't tell. <laughs> but the thing that everyone Eggshell? says, Eggshell. he does spit fire and it smells like sulfur. So mm. there's the point. Uh, and he moves along space like a feather in the wind, going a zigzag course, hopping along. One would argue that if you were Springheel Jack or if you were just uh, an unrelated uh, spitting fire ghost of Long Island... <laughs> That you are not doing a very good job of keeping yourself concealed if they know the exact minutes that you're going to appear each night. Right. You're like old fucking faithful here. But here it gets better. Here's a quote. At regular intervals, it spits fire. Scores of persons have followed in the wake without getting close enough for personal contact. And all declare that when the ghost comes to a stop, it invariably says, whoa. (laughs) Whoa. I believe we, uh, Seabot, we have a clip of that. Yep, that's the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that was uncanny. It's frightening. (laughs) That was uncanny. Oh, so then July twenty eighth, eighteen eighty, in place you might have heard of, David. Oh, Kentucky. That's, that's correct. Is that the correct pronunciation? Absolutely spot on. Perfectly they, clad in your mouth. <laughs> they talked stories of a tall and thin weirdo, literally is what they called him, appearing out of nowhere and terrorizing citizens of old Louisville section of downtown Louisville, which probably wasn't that old then. <laughs> probably kind of newer. It started new, out there. Yeah. Reportedly, new. this Kentucky Jack caused chaos in the streets while his high jumping antics and tore clothing from random females. So this one's more spot on. Yeah. yeah. Eyewitnesses described his superhuman ability to jump impossible distances and heights, evading capture by leaping over horse-drawn <laughs> carriages Uh-oh. and onto roofs. This Jack was described as wearing a cape and a helmet and having an eerie glowing light emanating from his chest. <laughs> Well, I mean, you said helmet and light. Maybe he's thinking oh, yeah. dark helmet. Yeah, the, the, yeah. wrong Long movie. <laughs> I, I see your Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I love this, uh, and and it's just like old Louisville hipster, like right. His impossibly tight skinny jeans, his his impeccably curled mustache. <laughs> <laughs> old Jack Flora 
from Louisville. That's right. He just, you know, <laughs> your ancestors yeah, skinny were jeans. Let's let's try that experiment. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of this is kind of like the was uh, Jack the Ripper actually H.H. Uh, H. Holmes or H.H. H. Holmes actually Jack the Ripper? Yeah, <laughs> because you know the whole thing is could Spoiler, he have been no. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jeff Mudgett will disapprove. Uh, could he have been in both places at the same time? So what we really need mm. to do is go back and find all of the articles mentioning Spring Hill Jack in 1880 to see if he was in both London and Louisville well, at John, the same you time. Understand? They kept going, and to this day, people say that they see some leaping bastard just out of nowhere. Well, I know, maybe but, maybe Slenderman is but he can't Jack be two with places a new at M.O. once. Mm. He can't be two places Why at once. Why not? He's superhuman. Super natural oh you know you don't need omnipresence maybe just three presents <laughs> five presents i you know so the thing i like about this this one in particular sounds the most spring hill jack out of all the sightings yeah this one is like it it, it, it was knocking on all all cylinders there. yeah yeah it checked all the boxes that the old spring hill jack uh checked uh, and and this is in addition to you know not like you mentioned the Long Island one. There's one that showed up in Massachusetts, I think, mm-hmm. at one point. There was one in Houston. Um, this guy that was called Houston Town, Houston Town, um, <laughs> Tun Tun. Um, this this guy <laughs> wearing not a helmet but a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one in particular, um, to me, it sounds like somebody got a hold of one of those old penny dreadfuls. And then was like, yeah. fuck me, I can do that. Yep. Like, yeah, that right. sounds like fun. I'm going to get me a little uh, publicity. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just, that just or they got seems... a kangaroo and dressed it up and just let it loose. Yeah, Liquored right. it up. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a thought experiment, fellas. Oh, Lord. Um, right. Let's just say for a second that Spring-Heeled Jack in one form or another existed. Done. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I think what we probably have to do is look at the early to mid, up to like the 1870s, that version or those versions as the real like Spring Hill Jack, right? Okay. So let's cut out America and let's cut out the 1900s in Liverpool and all of that. Finally. <laughs> who, who wouldn't like to do that? So if he really existed, oh, no. let's 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 go like what what could he have been? Was he was he a normal man um with some sort of chemical that he could flat you know do a, like a, like you know how magicians can do the little flash yeah. um that that also had I mean, I, there's no way he had. Sp- I don't think he had the, the, the well, technology let, let at the time. Talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> well, about I, that. I, I'm setting oh, you're it doing up. It first, you're going first. Feel free. Feel I'm free. S- I'm a part of the show too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I, the one thing I don't think is that the, like the technology would have afforded him the opportunity to have some sort of like spring loaded. Well, I legs. looked this up, and springs weren't invented until 1974. That's a lie. So, That's just a bald faced lie. So there's no way that could. <laughs> You ever see that old Mystery Science Theater? No springs! That MST3K episode where this guy is like, I hate springs. You got to laugh without springs. And he goes around. It's like literally like 1950s. He's like trying to stop his car. No springs! <laughs> it's terrible. Not oh, it. springy. Sounds and there's like great. a little like spring character with him. No springs! <laughs> The 13 Google, people listening really that saw cool. that particular yeah, no, episode no, there are, are losing more, it right There are now. a lot more than 13 that are MST3K fans. Pe- I think, people yeah. know it and love it, but out of context, it sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, barring that, you know, like the, the thing that pops to mind to me if it was just a normal human being terrorizing people is like parkour. 
Like, mm-hmm. was this someone who really was just good at like? I mean, you watch those parkour videos on YouTube. You know, somebody they, they put a foot on one wall, they put a foot on the other wall. All of a sudden, they're over a ten foot wall. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. so there used to be in Springfield, there was a a place for tumbling, and they did parkour stuff there. And they always the the one move they always worked on was the jump, leap, titty slash tumble <laughs> jump. <laughs> I never could get that one down. Um. So I mean, I mean, I think if he's human, that's a possibility. Uh, now, obviously, we have to, there's paranormal possibilities here too. What I do mean, you guys think? So what you're saying with the whole, I don't think that there was technology at the time to jump over, you know, twenty foot walls. I agree with that. So let's say, for instance, that that really was happening, as you said, suspension of disbelief, and that's happening. He's not a normal dude unless he's got some crazy stuff. So it would have to be some sort of entity of some sort everything else can be explained you could come up with some way to breathe fire and make it blue you could come up with metal finger claws and slash at people you know people are weird you have two sets i do i do (laughs) one's plastic though and two of them are missing (laughs) the point of it is though yeah everything else besides that and there's also talks of he was 10 feet tall and skinny wearing impeccably dressed clothing who makes those clothes doesn't someone go Man, Tall Dan's in here a lot. I think that might be him. <laughs> you know, like you never think about uh, that stuff. I had an order for springy shoes. No <laughs> one's asking me. <laughs> I, uh, the cobbler around the yeah. corner is like, oh, I just made some, but no one's coming to ask old cobbler Dan what <laughs> cobbler Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if he was 10 feet tall, getting over a 10 foot wall wouldn't have been as difficult. We always hear about stuff like this, <laughs> demons and stuff, and they're well dressed and they... Who is in hell making all this clothing and shoes and stuff? Like, where do Little they known get fact it? about the devil, uh, expert tailor. Yeah. <laughs> There's this cobbler down there who just pissed off one too many people in his life. He's like, damn, I got to keep making these damn shoes in hell. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I, I, my money's on, you know, it, ha- it would have to be something if, if he's 10 feet tall and leaping shit. Yeah, know, and dude. bulletproof. 10 yeah. feet tall and bulletproof. And bulletproof. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Right. So, so. Uh, what about the supernatural? Like, uh, would you lean more towards demonic being or more towards uh, like? I don't even know. Like, maybe it's something we don't know, like an elf or an, uh, a mischievous. I don't think he's a demon because he didn't really kill anyone. He did some terrible things. Sounds like more like a trickster of some sort. And right? we all know Whatever that, that if they're demons, they have to do it like uh, Jason Lee and Dogma. I'm a fucking demon. <laughs> I'm a fucking demon. So this is this is one of the things I love the most about this. Uh, and and let me make this clear. It's not that he accosted women and was a, a serial groper. That is not what I love about this guy. So you oh, love gr- you love accosting women is what you just said. Yeah. Okay. So uh, <laughs> sound sound clip. Um so I love that nobody knows he, this guy is Cotton Eye Joe. He's literally nobody knows where he came from, nobody knows where he went, nobody knows what he was, but he was like there are so many stories of yeah. him something seemed like it happened. You know, you can't just say it was all made up, I don't think. So, yeah, I mean, there was one there was one quote of an exchange between him and another lady, and uh, it went something like, uh, hey, hey, where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Spring Hill Jack. Right. That's, yeah. Right. And then Get a red, violin at the time. <laughs> and then red necks with an X. Yeah. Uh, got a hold of that story. That's true. Um, so... Like like you were saying, so so people have have come up with all sorts of different things to explain him. I I like a, a couple of them, and I'll I'll go for the weird one uh, first. The that he's an alien, and and here's where 
there it is. Here's where some science uh, comes into it. When you think of uh, uh, extraterrestrials coming to Earth, not every planet is going to be the same size, right? Their gravity might be way. Gravity is going to be different, and so like you know, you you've seen the movie John Carter. I'm I'm assuming. I, I think. Is, I mean, I think at least three that, people like, in this country saw it. Everybody, everybody in America who hated themselves. Um. So like, so you know how John Carter in when he's on Mars, since he's used to the much bigger planet of Earth. His muscles pack a little bit more, you right. know, punch on Mars. So, you know, let's say he he came from a bigger planet, uh, he would be able to defy gravity a little bit more. Uh, so that's one thing that that's out there. E- uh, extra dimensional. You know, you know what John yeah. Carter would always say: "Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose." Right. <laughs> that that actor was in. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, you and, know that, and oh. he'd smack the 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 top of the yeah. stadium every <laughs> time he went out to smack somebody. Yep. Did uh, that is the biggest flop of all? Considered the biggest flop of all time. That movie. John Cutter? Yeah, the yeah. amount of money spent on it versus uh, international receipts. It's a huge book. Receipts. Huge book, you know, and so they thought, oh, no brainer. That guy. H.G. Wells? The guy who write, who who was started it just stars in flop after flop. It was a- um, Taylor it, Kitsch, right? Yeah. It was um, uh, the guy who wrote Tarzan. I what, can't, what is I can't remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Well, then tell us. <laughs> it's fine, isn't it? Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh, Nailed it. Boom. So- um, Anyways, that's that's one thing. Uh, uh, some entity from another dimension, of mm-hmm. course, is is brought out there, which is you know okay. Um, if he was human, this is something I like. Uh, some people have said this sounds a lot like the exploits of, uh, I think his name was Henry Be- Beresford, the third Marquess of Waterford, uh, which is an Irish nobleman or aristocrat who just loved being a bastard. Uh, and this <laughs> this guy was 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 a drinking, fighting, known for his bodiness is one thing I remember that that was like a direct quote about him. Um, <laughs> just quintessential like uh, uh, <laughs> dirtbag. D- yeah, douche, douche. Uh, and so people have have said they have some some witnesses have said that his cloak they saw an embroidered W on it, which people have thought well that. You know, Waterford, you know, this third Mark. I know that I got to go do some bad stuff, but I love having me some monogram clothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love. But uh, when talking about the the techniques he used, so the spring-heeled boots, if if he had spring-heeled boots, first of all, there was also a rumor, and this is probably like a one of those hindsight things, like people looking back and saying, "Oh, you know what? I think he had a friend who was like uh, very into applied mechanics." So uh, they're saying <laughs> that he he got a friend to design these boots. Um, the problem is, like, people have tried to do that over the years, and and like, yeah. You know, a hundred years later, they're other trying than in the movie it. Mario Brothers, which they had the exactly. giant jumping boots. Right, I mean, no right. one else has been able to grab we are, it. We're on the the blockbusters. This this that's is. right. Um, yeah. Besides that, like people have tried to do it and and gotten like un, untold numbers of broken bones and and legs right. and stuff from. Those. Maybe he just had uh, airbags in the back because you yeah. see all those videos. Poof. <laughs> they fly up in the air and break the tailbone, you know. So, so there's that, but there's also those blades that are out now, which are very cool, and I I really want to, you know, you, you've seen mm-hmm. those where people put them on. It's like an yep. extra, 
uh, like the Blade Runner had, literally. <laughs> but 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 it so comes it's not down just a clever name. And, and they curse and yeah, it, they literally called him the Blade Runner because of right. them. Now he was less enjoying them than what you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't, about. I don't know that it was anything like that. If if anything, I I like the parkour aspect personally. Like you know, if somebody's just a little bit more athletic, well, then... that's hardcore parkour when you're throwing in rapey shit with it. So <laughs> well, you know. uh, so that brings us that brings us back to reality. What let's go around the room. What do you think it actually was? What do you think? Tall tales and lies. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe some guy groping and leaped over a fence parkour and it 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 expounded the story spread and spread and spread. It was like a, and, yeah. and instead of pocket sand, it was fire is what it was, you know, or something stupid like that. It was like a a fish tail. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The I I think it's. Uh... <laughs> I think it's mostly like one or two incidences blown out of proportion. Uh, so, so basically, what you're saying, Brent, and like w- the one other thing I'll tack on is if you're wanting to explain blue fire spitting, you know, like how uh, how is that accomplished in you know steampunk England? Um, uh, apparently, methanol can uh, burn blue. Mm-hmm. So just you know, taking a mouthful of that and and just like yeah, yeah. boosh like that. That's why do. he might have had the lantern around his yep. neck or when she brought him the candle, yep. he, you know, yep. something like that. But it doesn't say anything about what you know the glowing of the chest or anything. But then again, what's he also real? was known to say when he left, "Gotcha, bitch," you know. So that makes sense that you had just done something like blow the flame. <laughs> he was also known to say, "God, I hate the taste of methanol," <laughs> but it's so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and no one can explain how he had a blue flame. So what do you think, John? I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm in, in agreement with you guys. I think just a few random things happened, and and they they all got grouped together. The weird part to me are the three very different types of stories that we touched upon earlier. Yeah, the, yeah. The you know making a carriage crash versus accosting a woman versus slapping the shit out of uh, authority <laughs> figures. I. Who sat down and goes, you know, I'm going to connect the dots here. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, kind of goes along with the whole, this is going on, it's a tall tale, so why not just make one person in trouble for all of it, or or the, well, it the just, purveyor? It makes it less believable by putting it all together. I believe that, too. You know? You know? Like, why not just continue along the theme of, like, the accosting women, jumping out of the shadows, then, well, then escaping I, mm, onto a roof, uh, you know? No, they said, and this is, I think, they how they tied in at least the punching of the people with the other shit, is when he would punch the guy in the face, he'd go, gotcha, bitch! And so, <laughs> they, you know, they, they tied two and two together. And then, and then when they made the carriages uh, uh, crash, he'd grab uh, one of the horses by the, uh, by the mane and go, gotcha, bitch! <laughs> And they go, nay. <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> Nation, what do you think? Oh, Lord. Brent, how could they tell us what they think? They can hop on Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group. We'll have a discussion page. We'll thread just for this on there. Let us know what's going on. Also, you can go to facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod. That is our regular page on there. Twitter at Hysteria 51. We are Hysteria 51 podcast on Instagram and Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. You can find extra episodes up all night. You can find radio dramas. You can sniff John Goforth for 30. You cannot. That's not true. Dollars. That is not true. Pins you and t shirts and stickers. stickers. Yes, all sorts. Host your own show. Go to any of our social <laughs> media and let us know what you think of everyone's accent. And. 
go on social media and look up Blurry Photos Podcast. I, it's a great idea. It's a great podcast. Not sure what I think about the personality of the host, <laughs> but other than that, it's a great podcast. Well, I've heard that he is uh, more than a brute. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes are red aflame. <laughs> hey, now I'm starting to put two and two together. <laughs> he could be a ghost, a bear, or a devil. When I when he did get here today, I opened the door, he punched me in the face and said, gotcha, bitch. So I <laughs> oh, damn it. I've got to learn. <laughs> David, what's, uh, what's shaking over at Blurry Photos? Do we have any fun topics coming up? Uh, yeah, I well, as of recording this, I am uh, just this side of recording the uh, opening to season eight of the show, uh, which is I always do an Irish themed opening uh, to celebrate the show. I get a little tipsy and and have some fun with it. And this uh, this year, the um, uh, the opening is. Is this I, how you explain being drunk <laughs> while doing your show? This is this is one of the only episode I can uh, safely say. This is this is because of the episode, not just because of my crippling depression. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this year's theme is Irish vampires and other Celtic monsters, uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I've got uh, a Zoroast- uh, Zoroastrianism uh, episode coming nice. up. Uh, yeah, lots lots of cool what, stuff. Say that last one again. Zoroastrianism. What is that? That is uh, one of the oldest religions in the world, still actively practice uh is coming from the middle east it's a it's a, a persian area that is what uh freddie mercury was right yes he was yeah. that's correct and he when he was married he had a uh zoroastrian priest uh do the the ceremony and everything yeah interesting I, so i, I, I don't I know that, anything about uh, it i look yeah. forward to listen it's uh it's a lot of it's very interesting very and where interesting can thing. people find all these wonderful episodes you can find it almost anywhere you can go to blurryphotos.org i've got my whole archive on there you can just click and uh, check out all the back catalog 220 plus episodes we're on um itunes of course uh all the podcatchers pretty much excuse me they prefer Apple Podcasts now. He's even <laughs> on Pandora. Yeah, I am, and Spotify, and I think there's something. I'm on Libsyn, so it it connects me to iHeart somehow or another. And yeah, you're everywhere. I'm, you're I'm, on Libsyn. You're everywhere. I'm probably uh, like just this close of, of getting sued somehow. So um, <laughs> yeah, Blurry Photos Podcast. If you search it about anywhere, um, I'll I'll come up. Instagram Blurry underscore Photos for Twitter and. You, you guys know yep. how, to, awesome. how to get to places. Awesome. <laughs> they call well, him the Kentucky Tickler, so you can look up that, too. <laughs> the, the, the master of mayhem. The Kentucky Tickler. <laughs> the the one and only. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us today, David. We appreciate it. Thanks uh, for bringing me in. Enjoyed you and your accents. Uh, <laughs> it's a great subject, so I'm glad to, to lend we'll, a hand. We'll probably punt on uh, voicemails, but if you'd like to leave us one, the phone number is 773-669-7277. That's 773-669-7277. If you leave us one and don't leave us 100, we will likely... Well, we'll play it no matter what, but if you leave us 100, we're probably not going to play the last 50. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to throw that out there. That's true. That's true. Is that a challenge? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some people have already taken it up. (laughs) So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh. If it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, 
That's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.